Hello everybody and welcome or welcome back to another episode. My name is Jamie. This is the Disordered Podcast where we aim to change the conversation around our bodies and food to have a better relationship with ourselves and others. Happy Wednesday everyone. I hope you are all having a wonderful Wednesday. So I'm a little bit in shambles right now. I'm not a spontaneous person. I would say everything I do is very, very thought out and planned. I very seldom will just do something without having a lot of thought go into it. But today I booked a flight to London, which to be honest with you, I have no idea where that came from. (laughs) I am kind of I I just feel like a lot of things in my life right now are very much not I I just don't even know how to describe it like I don't know what's going on in my life (laughs) I don't know what's going on tomorrow I don't know what's going on next week couldn't tell you what's gonna happen like in the next hour like that's where I'm at right now with my life I feel like very much so I am in a season of waiting and kind of learning to rely on God in that aspect where I don't know what's happening at every second of every given day and this trip to London just kind of happened to be honest with you. The whole job situation basically I just found out that I probably wouldn't be starting my full nine to five until end of October and randomly enough they had direct flights from Austin Texas to London for really cheap like insanely cheap the best Airbnb was opened up where it was right downtown like everything just worked itself out to a T so I was like okay I feel like I can't pass this up like I just feel like this is one of those situations where uh it makes me so uncomfortable that I have to do it and I am so uncomfortable. As immediately after I booked it, did not get joy, to be honest with you. Joy was not the feeling I got. I was very overwhelmed with like nerves and I still am. I'm very anxious and nervous now. Um, so I just had to give you that little update, that little life update. Don't know what's going on with my life. Have no idea. But I feel like this is a really good exercise for me to be really uncomfortable and just rely on God in that aspect where he just kind of guides every step of the way because I have no idea what's going on. But okay, anyway, so let's let's get into the the juice of the podcast because obviously I don't think you want to hear me um, talk about how scattered my life is at the moment. But Today, we are talking all about how to deal with your body changing and whether that's in terms of how you fit in your clothes or how you look at yourself in photos. Change can be really hard when it comes to your body. And there can be a lot of different reasons for these changes. And, you know, that can include quitting a sport because whether you're moving to college or you know, just quitting it in general or, you know, just moving to college in general and having that huge lifestyle change or growing older, having metabolism slow down naturally. There's so many reasons and body changes are incredible 
incredibly normal. And today we're going to talk about how to really celebrate those changes and have a more positive outlook on the future rather than kind of focusing on the negative that can come along with these changes. So first off, I want to discuss the current expectations from society in regards to changing bodies. So society kind of has this expectation that our bodies need to stay the exact same at all times. And if your body does change, it needs to be in the direction of losing weight rather than gaining it. And, you know, I think of the conversation around those who are recovering from severe eating disorders in particular and how when they are able to kind of gain weight to be at a healthy point, and kind of recover in that aspect, society still makes it a really negative thing because society kind of has this this preconceived notion that any kind of weight gain is bad, no matter if you are really, really unhealthily underweight. If you gain weight, they just chalk it up to be a negative thing. And it's like we're really conditioned to think that any kind of increase in weight or fluctuation in our bodies in general is us doing something wrong if it happens. Or, you know, I should really just say when it does happen because our bodies are not meant to be the same way our entire lives. And if you think about all the things our bodies go through, the older we get especially, it's crazy to think about. You know, we go through so many hardships so many changes, so many milestones. And so to have the expectation for our body to stay completely stagnant during all these changes, it's, it's not reasonable whatsoever. And the first thing I think we really have to just accept is that there's a million things that change our body that is not in our control whatsoever. Maybe you just had a baby or just entered your freshman year of college and you're no longer playing those three varsity sports running from 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. Or maybe you're recovering from an injury or a health complication where your body is just adjusting to a new pace of life. Or, you know, mentally, maybe you're going through a really hard mental season and your body's kind of adjusting in that aspect as well there's so many different reasons why your body can change that are not just because oh you don't care about your body you're just you blatantly ignoring your body like it doesn't happen like that and I think that's what society really makes it out to be is that everything falls back on us and what we do and reflects us and you can do all the things you think you need to do and your body can still change it's completely normal, like I said. We just really need to stop listening to society telling us that it isn't normal and have everyone judging you and telling you differently that, you know, you're doing something wrong. And we just start needing to think about it from the perspective of, you know, these people kind of judging us in that aspect. Just really think about how sad of a life they're living that they think that that's true and imagine how hard they are on their selves to the point where they're projecting their insecurities on other people and i know that's kind of 
you know, very cliche, like, (laughs) mom vibes, honestly. But if you really think about the logistics of it, I can even speak from personal experience. Anytime when I would feel really insecure about myself, I was not about to go hype someone else up. You know, if I was feeling really down about how I looked and how I felt, I was not about to go to my friend and be like, wow, you look so pretty. Like, you know, I wanted other people to relate to how I was feeling. So whether that's, you know, doing it in a way where I make them feel like how I feel or just go to people that feel the same way in general, we just really want people to be able to relate to us. So if we're feeling down about ourselves, we're not going to go hype other people up in in that aspect. So I think it's just something that's really important before I really get into it is that it's okay to have negative thoughts about your body. It's normal and it's going to happen. I don't want to sit here and say that after this episode, if you have a single negative thought about your body that you are just doing everything wrong, you know, but what's not okay is if you're not actively trying to change this internal conversation about yourself into a positive one. And, you know, another thing to point out is that just because you have a positive mindset around your body doesn't mean you can't strive to be healthier. You know, having a positive mindset about your body means that you are able to appreciate it and what it can do rather than focusing and fixating on, you know, talking yourself down about what you can't do. If you find yourself at a point where your body has changed, where maybe it's negative affecting, negatively affecting your health and how you feel, you can still strive to have, you know, kind of get to this healthier point to where you do feel better and healthier and more energized but you can be kind and appreciate your body and what it can do rather than comparing yourself to your past body and others around you on that road to get healthier. Okay, so I think that kind of covers the basics, but I want to hit on a couple very, I guess, more specific scenarios of what this can look like to hopefully get more personal about what you could be dealing with. So the first scenario I want to hit on is super common and it's the one where you either quit a sport because you're either going to college or X, Y, and Z um, and just retire from a super active high school lifestyle in general. So with this first scenario, I really want to hit on the more science side of things, I guess. When you're in high school or just adolescent years in general, you know, preteen, teenager, your body's pumping out different fat-burning hormones at a very high rate, like probably the highest in your life, I think. Don't quote me on that last part. That part I didn't look up, (laughs) but just the studies I was looking at, it just, all of them show that in those adolescent years, your body's pumping a ton of different fat-burning hormones. And not only does this give you more energy to be active, but it also causes your metabolism to be at a super high rate. And once you kind of hit that adulthood, you know, also known as the time you typically leave to go to university, these hormones start producing at more of a mundane level, just naturally. And 
just think about the basic amount of activity from a high schooler compared to a college student. You know, a high schooler is waking up at 6 a.m., typically going to school, taking PE, having maybe a couple hours of homework here and there. Um, You know, I'm not trying to dock those AP students, but the typical student would have maybe one or two hours a night and then go off to sports or work where they're, you know, on their feet until they go to bed and then they wake up to the whole thing again. Weekends consist of games, competitions, or just really in general, pretty physical activities. But then you compare that to college, most of your time is spent sitting, honestly, if you really think about it, whether you're in class or in the library studying or maybe you're out getting drinks with friends, you're typically sitting, you know, you're most likely not waking up at the crack of dawn every day and going from activity to activity until you go to bed. And also you're most likely experiencing complete food freedom for the first time. And typically in college, you don't really have the resources or knowledge at your disposal on how to have a really good and healthy relationship with food. A lot of times in college, and again, for me personally, the food choices I was making, especially once I kind of was out of the dining hall, were all based on price. It was never really based on what kind of the best option for me would be. It was just all based on what I could afford at the time. And that's a huge thing in college as well. You just, it's kind of based on convenience and price. And a lot of times if you're going out with friends and and drinking, you're not going to go home and and cook a super, you know, refreshing and fueling meal in the middle of hanging out with your friends. You're just going to order bar food or whatever. So it's just a completely lifestyle switch up. And on top of all that, the stress of being away from home for the first kind of prolonged time can also have a huge impact on weight and just how you're treating your body overall. And this is just a giant monumental time in your life and it can show in a ton of different ways, including body fluctuation. So when it comes to a situation like this, you just need to remember all the factors that go into these causes of weight fluctuation. And I think that just kind of helps not be as hard on yourself, honestly. You know, you need to remember what you have gained through this time that's not pertaining your body. You know, sure, in high school, maybe you liked how you looked physically, but just think about how much more you have now that you're out of high school. You're creating your own life. You're able to have so much more choices and freedom than before. You're able to get an education if you chose to go to college and just meet amazing and new people that college can bring. It's such a transformative time in your life and I think we really need to focus on the growth that it brings you mentally instead of how it changes our appearance physically because that's not what's important and you know even post-college it also is completely normal to fluctuate in how your body looks and feels you know it's a huge lifestyle change and in return your body can and will change again and it's hard but a huge part of why it feels like such a huge issue to us just goes back on how society treats these physical changes 
And here's a statistic that I love and I think you'll guys enjoy too. And it's 100% of people change weight and appearance after high school. 100%. Whether you gain or lose weight, your body will never be the exact weight. And I dare you to challenge that because these statistics show that our bodies fluctuate weight multiple times throughout the day the day so in 24 hours your body's going to fluctuate weight why would there be one single person who is the exact like ounces that they were in high school it's 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 crazy it's so crazy and society really shapes it up to be this taboo thing to change your appearance after you're literally 16 but not a single person doesn't change their weight even if it's by a pound even if you can't tell you know, just on the surface level, if you get down to the science of it, it's going to change. Everybody's going to change. And our bodies do everything for us. You know, we can't sit here and harp on them because our genes from eight years ago don't fit when we were a prepubescent teenager. I hate that word. I can't believe I just said that. But actually, is that even correct? Prepubescent? Whatever. When we were like, you know, 12 years old. 12 to 16, our genes aren't going to fit when we're like 25, okay? And another example I want to get into is postpartum. So I recently watched Selling Sunset and Selling Sunset, or is it plural? Whatever. <laughs> I don't want to get into the the specifics of the show, but I do kind of want to talk about Christine's pregnancy. And okay, if you don't know what I'm talking about, basically there is this girl on the show, her name's Christine. Um, she's kind of the villain of the show, I guess. And basically she says she was pregnant. And when she was like a week before being due, she was wearing these like super, super mountain tall Louis Vuittons until she gave literal birth. And she came out, claimed she had a C-section and was back in these slim fitting dresses, monster heels, back to work like if if not a few days later a week later and okay like I said I don't want to get into you know all the conspiracies about how if she was actually pregnant or not but I do have to say personally I think she had a surrogate and I think she was doing the pregnancy for the show because if you look at the facts it is nearly impossible to do what she was doing a few days after a c-section from what I don't I'm not a nurse I don't know much about pregnancy and c-section but what I do know is there is no way you are walking upstairs in an itty-bitty dress and heels a few days after getting your guts ripped out of you, okay? And I, the only reason I share this story is because I think this is a perfect poster child of how the media tricks us into thinking moms need to be. They kind of put this message across that not only do you need to carry a child in you for six six months, goodbye, I cannot say anything correct today, nine months, and go through just the insane labor of a child, but you have to look amazing during all nine months, and when you walk out of the, the hospital, you need to look how you did, you know, before getting pregnant, and if not even better than before getting pregnant, and Okay, this is what just blows my mind. So, I'm obviously 22, about to be 23, but I had zero idea that a mom's stomach looks pretty much the same after she gives birth. 
genuinely I thought that everyone's stomach after you gave birth just went flat again I had no idea and maybe I'm an idiot but I feel like that's a pretty general consensus because I remember the first video where I saw where someone I think it was on TikTok and they were showing kind of their their postpartum stomach and were just kind of like yeah this is what it looks like I, I feel like no one really shares that and I just remember all the comments were like what like this is what it looks like after you give birth I thought it just went flat again and like I'm 22 could you imagine I mean okay obviously I don't plan on getting pregnant anytime soon but could you imagine if I was pregnant before knowing this and then I gave birth and then I saw my stomach after I would think that I was doing everything wrong. I would think that I was the only one in the world whose stomach looked like that after giving birth. And, you know, okay, so what I'm trying to get at here is we never know a full picture of someone else's life. We only see what is willingly shared. And again, I feel like this is something that is really preached, especially as of recent, but I kind of want to take a different angle on it because obviously we're comparing 100% of our life to someone else's 5%, you know, and I know that that's kind of becoming more normal for influencers to share those hard moments, but for the average, you know, everyday person, it's not normal. You know, if, if we do share these kind of sad or mundane moments, we don't want to come across as a victim or complaining or, you know, just in general. I think a lot of us, are, are just like, what's the point? Why did we share something just boring or sad? We don't want to seem like we're complaining. And again, especially if you aren't this avid social media user who maybe never really posts or go on social media, except for a life update here or there, why would you post the negative aspects of your life when you actually do post? And, you know, yet we still go to stalk that person we haven't seen in years, but randomly thought of, and then are so hard on ourselves because maybe she looks great in her pictures and looks like she's having the time of her life. Or, you know, maybe that same girl hasn't posted in months and is actually dealing with a hard time in life. Maybe her body is fluctuated along with it. Maybe, you know, all of her photos are completely edited and tuned up. But, you know, we still are sitting here and taking everything we see at face value. We never get into the reality of the situations at hand, but instead are just so insanely hard on ourselves for not meeting these expectations of how we look that only Photoshop is actually achieving. You know, it's it's just a very crazy concept to wrap your head around, but I think it's one that once we do, we're going to be so much better off mentally. And I feel like at this point, we're kind of sitting here like, okay, where do we go from here? And what are some practices we can participate in to really have a better mentality around change and stop comparing ourselves to other people in other phases in life? So first and foremost, I think it's really important to surround yourself in reality. If you found yourself on TikTok or Instagram all day, I think the best thing to do is just log off, go to, you know, Target or a walk outside where there's people and just really look around at the different body types you see and how vastly different every single person is. You know, look in real life versus these posed Instagram photos or these TikTokers that obviously you're only seeing viral TikToks and typically the viral TikToks all have a very similar look 
And what you'll find is these posted and perfect looking people are far, few and far between. And, you know, they hardly look like that in real life. Even if you Google celebrities in real life and compare them to what these celebrities post on social media or even what's in magazines, it's crazy how different they look. And I feel like you'll soon find that you are not the minority in how you look, but the majority. And I feel like even for me, if there goes a time where, I mean, obviously right now I'm working from home. And so the time I do kind of take breaks from work, I'll go on Instagram or TikTok or whatever. And I just find that I kind of get in that headspace where I'm like, oh my gosh, like everyone looks amazing. Everyone looks amazing. Everyone's living this glamorous, wonderful life. And I'm just sitting at home working, you know, just doing what I'm doing. And as soon as I kind of get out, I just see everyone is just normal, living a normal life, looking normal, doing their thing. And the people on the internet are like 1% of the population and that 1%, half of them are not even actually living that life. So that's what I would encourage. And another good thing to do is focus on what your body is doing for you. You know, maybe you look in the mirror and you wish a certain part looked different instead of focusing on that, you need to start pointing out what that part of your body does for you. If it's your legs, your legs are able to walk you up the stairs to carry groceries. You're able to use your legs to dance at that bar with that cute guy on Friday night. (laughs) That was really gross, sorry. Um, You're able to drive with your legs and see new places, you know, anything you do. Just really start appreciating it because, again, super cliche saying, but some people can't do what you can do so instead of focusing on how it looks we need to start focusing on what it does you know and just even with your lungs you know you're able to breathe with your lungs and go on hikes you're able to have hands that let you do typing and food making and art and whatever and just start appreciating what your body can do and you'll stop focusing on what you can't do or just the physical appearance in general And then lastly, I think it's a really great step in having a positive mindset around your body and the potential changes to just get out and get moving. And whatever that looks like to you, whether yoga, walking, stretching in your backyard, it doesn't matter. Any time you can spend just with you and your body and learn about what it can do, that helps you kind of achieve that other step of appreciating it. Because you'll be able to surprise yourself with what you can accomplish and what you can do physically. And again, it'll really just shift your mindset from the appearance versus performance. And okay, I think that's all. I think I need to cut myself off. (laughs) I got a little preachy in this one. I won't lie to you. But um, as always, any questions, comments, or concerns can be sent to me via DM on Instagram. But that is all from me. Maybe in a week's time, I'll have another crazy life update. Who knows? But again, in the meantime, follow me on Instagram at Jamie Robin, R-O-B-B-E-N, not R-O-B-I-N. I am not a bird. But okay. Anyway, that's all for me. I will talk to you guys in the next episode. Bye.